Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. That music means one thing. It's time for guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz in studio, joined by Jay Reed and from Parts Unknown. Art Shirley. Uh, we'll make sure you're turned up there, Art. I don't know why we say Parts Unknown. I guess it makes you seem more mysterious. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's actually West Point. So, and- Is it? Or is it? Well, yeah, that's right. We don't really know where you are. I mean, you could be you could be in Oklahoma or Egypt, or the wind comes sweeping down the plane. That's right. That's right. So there you there you have it. Um, How are you guys this week? Doing okay. It's been a long week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a good week though. Been good. Yeah. Well, I'm terrified. You're terrified. I don't know. I'm terrified because I've been. I I feel like I'm being stalked. I feel like (laughs) I thought I saw a black dark windowed suv follow me from the house to the office today and it's all because of jay's mom Uh-oh. jay's mother okay yeah yeah so and it had to be a, a minivan then <laughs> yeah with disney characters on the <laughs> side yeah so apparently apparently you know jay's brother rusty is that right that's right yeah rusty commented on facebook that uh, bucket list item has been checked that his mom has been compared to Don Corleone from The Godfather, mm-hmm. and uh, that immediately sprung this whole discussion about if she has an offer you can't refuse. It's probably a snow cone, and then <laughs> snowball. Some, snowball, 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 mm-hmm. snow cones, all the same thing. Oh, and uh, that blasphemy. That may be a whole nother. Now I do think I do think Rusty said snow cone. Did he? You don't so. even know your own brother. I, I read it, but I'm pretty. I don't know. I have to go back and. Well, I think if you only had a communication device that could access the internet at your fingertips that you kept with you all the time, that's not. You don't give me the password, so I don't know if I can access the internet or not. Oh wow! Well, yeah, Art's got the password. Yep. Yeah, he's but special. He is special. But then, then, then another. It's it's, it's snow cone. Strangely enough. <laughs> snow cone. Oh, you looked it up? Is it? No, he's saying the password no, is the password. <laughs> Keep and up, Jake. And then a mutual friend starts talking about, does your mom like horses? And then the whole horse head thing from from the Godfather <laughs> just comes into play. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I feel like she's gunning for us. Art, Art do you – you may be in witness protection. That's where you are. We I mean, don't really know where you're Now, you, you are modifying my voice, right? You've got me going through <laughs> some kind of filter as this goes out. It makes me sound like a robot. <laughs> More Wait, so than normal. I was going to say, yeah. that's, that's not normal. So, but yeah. anyway. Hello, Mrs. R- we really need to get your mom on here. I think that's a must do for this season. I, I think we, we, we boot you off to the side and we bring your mom in. Oh, no. Well, I you know, for mom, it is Mother's Day as we record in a few days. No, so it's the it's two gift. days before. Two days. Well, you said in a few days. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give that, you that one. So. Good range. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that would be kind of fun, wouldn't it, Jay? I mean, Jay, you are Jay. Art, the <laughs> other one. See, I'm just, yes. I'm rattled. Yes. I'm terrified. So that would be fun, and we could get all kinds of stories. I think we should have Rusty and Mrs. Reed in. Oh wow, that would be a real treat for <laughs> you, someone. You should, you should have seen how his face was crestfallen right there, Art. And then we oh. could have Melissa in for part two of the Jay roast episode. Oh wow, now, and and Rusty is the favorite, right? He is the baby of the family. So, so he's the favorite. He got to do everything before I got to do it. 
even though he's younger. How does that work if he's the baby? Well, I mean, like, I didn't get my driver's license till months after my 15th oh, birthday. Okay. He got his okay. immediately. He was potty know. trained first, then G was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be potty trained. <laughs> That's why I have trouble making it through movies now. <laughs> run, run PJ, run P. Oh, sorry. We'll have to... Uh... Oh, wow. I'll have to so, bleep that out. Well, all right. Well, that's an auspicious start for this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Geeks of the Week, what you got, Art? You got a, we didn't even talk about this pre-show. Do you, do you have a Geek I hope of the we week? don't all have the same geek. Oh, yes, you don't have do mine, have I'm oh, sure. Oh, maybe. Go uh, ahead, Art, though. Go. Uh, Disney Plus has come out with a series called Gallery, and they've got eight episodes. Have y'all seen this? I where they not. go behind the scenes of The Mandalorians. Apparently, it's going to be a uh, gallery yeah. itself is going to be a series that where they that look back at uh, some of the Disney original content they're doing. But they, they've started out in that. I believe all episodes are streaming now. Uh, I didn't realize it was a multi-episode deal. But there are eight episodes that they talk about uh, The Mandalorian, and they have some of the people that uh, served as directors and creators on that. So John Favreau, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's on there. Uh, and, and they talk about – I thought – at first I thought they were talking about episode by episode, but it sounds like they're kind of going into uh, just the larger Star Wars uh, – universe in general like you know george lucas and, and and what effect he had on what they did and, and and their lives i guess as directors so it looks really interesting i have not checked it out i will be uh, looking into that probably this weekend and uh, uh but it sounds very interesting it's called gallery it's on disney plus for those of you who had it I, I part of me thought okay they are really trying to get some more Star Wars, new Star Wars content out there to keep people subscribing because, you know, so many people kind of bailed out after the Mandalorian went away. So but, was, this uh, the, was this the Mandalorian documentary that they yeah. advertise the same thing? I believe. Yeah, so. I think so. It's okay. called so it's, uh, it's an eight episode documentary series that pulls back the curtain on the Mandalorian. Each okay. chapter explores a different facet of the live action Star Wars television show through interviews, behind the scenes footage, and roundtable conversations hosted by John Favreau. Oh, okay, so, so all eight episodes on this season of Gallery are Mandalorian, and he just did that off the top yes. of his head. He didn't. Read yeah, any. that's right. That was not read at all. <laughs> all right. So you haven't so, watched it, so you can't you can't recommend it yet. Topics this season include. <laughs> oh wait. I'm sorry. Uh, Put the card uh, down. No, I and haven't. Step away. I haven't watched it yet, but I do recommend it because you know why do I need to actually see something to know if I like it or not? But anyway, yeah, that's. I, I imagine that's going to be good. If we, if it turns out it was, it will put some kind of alert, you know, on our uh, Facebook page. No, we, please, we were no, wrong. We please do not watch this. No, we won't. Have you uh, have you yeah. watched um, uh, For All Mankind yet, Art? We I have not watched For All Mankind yet. <sighs> you need to do that. Have either one? Well. Well, go ahead. Give me your excuse. I was going to say, I, I don't have to have an excuse. It's a choice, you know. But, uh, but, but my reason for it was uh, we ended up watching uh, the first four episodes of Mandalorian again uh, last oh. weekend. Uh, my son Drew came over. Uh, we had a nice visit, and we uh, ended up uh, being socially distant, but watching uh, the Mandalorian since he hadn't seen it yet. Wow, was it as good the second time? Really is, yeah. But you see, to me, you see stuff. This is the third time for me. You see, uh, you see something new every time. 
See, I would have forgotten. I would have forgotten everything from the first viewing. It would be yeah, like a new, that's right. It's 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 new no matter what. It's like hiding your own Christmas presents in July, and then you find uh, them. It's like I don't remember this. You know, there's a small Yoda-like character in this. That's unusual. <laughs> so, uh, did either one of you guys watch uh, the the final episodes of Clone Wars that dropped on Disney Plus? My son did. He loved it. But oh, I have not. I have not watched it, so don't spoil it. The last four episodes. You don't have to watch the rest of the season seven. Just watch the last four episodes um if they were edited, well, i'm working my way through all the other seasons first well so. if if they took those four episodes and put them together into a feature it would be probably one of my top three or four favorite star wars movies okay so you're saying i could go ahead and watch these last four yeah yeah it wraps everything up um okay. you don't there there's a couple of story arcs in that last season or actually three and the last four episodes are standalone uh and as long as you know who ahsoka is yeah, and I don't know who who she is. And, and Rex, um, and Ahsoka. Who? Rex. <laughs> see the see the dog. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, wow. Now that's uh, Clifford. That's Clifford, the big red uh-huh. clone. Um, so you, the Ahsoka Tano has got to be one of my all time favorite Star Wars characters. And uh, my youngest son summed it up. He said when she first came on in the Clone Wars movie, she was annoying as all get out. But she is one of the best Star Wars characters of all time. Yeah. The, the, the and Ma- she's going to she's going to be in the Mandalorian season two. We understand, right? Ros- Rosario Dawson, Dawson is going to play. Yeah, it's going to play her. Yeah, which I cannot wait to see how that that. Yeah, that works out. And um, so anyway, and then she shows back up in Rebels. Uh, Ahsoka mm-hmm. does, which is which is fabulous as well. So okay, but well, I may check that out this weekend. Then yeah, yeah, it's great. So all right. Jay, did we cover any of your geeks? You of the did week? not, but there is a is a parallel. I read this morning that there is going to be another Star Wars movie by Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, yeah, yeah, and he's co-writing and directing it. And the co-writer is Chris. I'm gonna butcher this name, Christy Wilson Cairns, who wrote 1917 or yeah. co-wrote 1917. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, you know, with the acclaim that that got, I'm assuming he's a good writer. I haven't seen 1917 yet, but um. That was just exciting. I, I don't think there's any details out yet no. about what it will be or where it will fit in the, you know, in the timeline. In the but pantheon of. Pantheon of. Uh, so Taiki Wakiti was IG-11. Was that the IG number? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was the voice of IG-11. Then he directed at least one, maybe one episode of Mandalorian, right, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he also shows up in this round table on the. Uh, Disney Gallery thing. The, so. the unwatched but recommended Disney Gallery. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, boy, he he's kind of come out of nowhere in the last five years. Yeah, he's the dude well, right now. Yeah. Fortunately, playing Hal Jordan's pal in the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds didn't, didn't adversely affect his career. I know, I know. Or unless he said, maybe I should be behind the camera instead. Yeah. But he's such a great director. Yeah. I mean, he really is. He, he really is. So, now, have y'all seen Jojo Rabbit yet? No, have not. No, it's on my. Yeah. Is that Jojo Rabbit? Your life is calling. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good callback right there. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It was uh, what Richard, was it? Richard jo- Pryor as uh, Jojo Dancer. Uh, your life is calling. <laughs> your life is calling. That's yeah. right. I don't think I ever saw that. Wow. I always loved. Oh yeah, I love the saw movie that too. So, but uh, all right. Well cool you know no more details i wish i had more details but i'm sure they were yeah i'm sure it's gonna be a great movie so my my geek of the week is to go back to 1982 and uh came across an article of a video game called blip about a video game called blip 
and I had Blip, and I'd forgotten all about Blip. So you guys remember the first big video game that was out was Pong, and oh, how yeah. how how everybody loved Pong. Um, well, I, it may have been Coleco, no, or Hasbro. One of the maybe it was Hasbro manufactured a game called Blip, and it was about eight inches by six inches by two inches, and it was a Pong ripoff. And uh, you had a little red light that bounced between three positions on either side, and you would punch a button, A, B, or C, to to lock in where it's coming in, and it would bounce back. And you had a mechanic, and you had a timer, and it was a sixty-second game. Well, it turns out, I guess I knew this. There were no electronics involved in in Blip at all. It was a pretty complex um, mechanical. Uh, uh, maneuvering of this little light, which was on this track, and so really? when you when you That's did too cool when you did the timer, you're actually winding up a spring, and so you had predetermined points where 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 the the light went to, and it was an LED light that was lit up. But I played that game for hours and hours and hours, and somebody did a takedown of a blip and showed you how it would work. And it's pretty fascinating. And to me, it was just uh, uh, really cool to see a mechanical version of a video game um, that was fairly cheap. I think it was like seven or eight bucks at the time when it came out, which was still fairly expensive for you know us kids who didn't have a job in the early 80s. But uh, I got it for Christmas and uh, played the fool out of it. And uh, it's kind of like the quibby of video early video games. Yeah, yeah. The sixty second version. Well, you know, it, it just uh, it, the 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 LED would go through the center at all times. So you had these you had three predefined tracks on either side, and so depending on how you hit a button, it would bounce over. Was and it, it two player or one player? It was two player. Okay. Yeah. So pretty fascinating. That's fascinating. It really is something else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on YouTube. I think you could uh, Google Blip Teardown. Uh huh. Uh, and um, it was just it was very very clever how uh, somebody took a a video game that was popular at the time did a, me- a mechanized uh, yeah. version of it for mass uh, distribution. So anyway, Jay Jay's made his notes and he's he's hitting it. So I wonder if you guys ever saw it. Um, I don't remember that at all. I'm going to see if I. Can I don't either. I remember Pong. I had a friend across the street that had Pong, but mm-hmm. Blip must not have. Just a blip on the radar. Yeah, there. Bring. There, Jake. Can you see that photo of it? That's uh, what it looks oh, like. Oh yeah. Okay, I recognize the device. Yeah. Maybe I did have that. Yeah. Blip the digital Rusty, game. Do we have that? <laughs> so, uh, blip the digital game. It was one player or two player, and uh, you had points. And the, it was. I, I would. I wish I still had it. It would be so much fun just to get it out and look at it. So you should. You. Uh, you should Google it, Art, and let us know. I'm looking at it right now. I don't. I don't remember this at all. It was by Tomy, T O M Y, Tomy oh, Games. Yeah, Tomy. Yeah. So it looks very familiar. Excuse I, me, I said eighty two seventy seven. I lied. Really? Okay. Wow. Yeah, seventy seven. Yeah. So because that would have been around the time Pong came out. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah okay. It, it was completely a complete Pong ripoff. But you had the one, two, three, um, mm-hmm. and so you're you're. That's you had those three pre uh, pre assigned landing spots, and uh, so you had to hit the button when it's coming to like if it's coming to position one, you hit one, you uh, know, and it bounces it across. If not, so you're not changing the way it goes; you're just guessing which where it's yeah, supposed yeah. to hit. Okay. Yeah, and like Pong, that you know, you would have 
you would bring your paddle over and bounce it off. It could hit the side. Right. It could hit, it uh-huh. could, you know, this. It's uh, it's pre predetermined paths through a center point. So anyway, yeah. that's my geek of the week. So, um, but yeah, Jay, Jay's eyes lit up. Art was like, oh, I remember that. So that was a lot of fun. And that was, that's cool. you know, that was high tech back in the day. So. Cool. Very cool. Oh, All right. Yes, very cool. All right. With that, we'll sign off from our low tech podcast for crass commercial messages and see you in a second. And we have blipped back in after that uh, pseudo commercial break. How'd you like that? Was that good? That was good. That was good. Yes. So I don't think we gave enough credit to uh, Clifford, the big red clone, by the way. I actually you? laughed aloud over here. But, uh, I did hear a little LOL and and, uh-huh. and yeah. Jay just kind of went on through. And Jay's got a big red shirt on today. So, uh, okay. you know, Clifford, the big red clone. You remember ready. Clifford, the big red dog? Absolutely. Read it to my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of their favorites. My parents read it to me. So that just shows okay. the age difference. I think I'm quite ahead of you that far, but uh, <laughs> oh, it was a vintage book. It was, was a reading. vintage book. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, Clifford the Big Red Clone. We need to we need to copyright that. Yeah, Art may already get the have, website. Get the website. Art may already yeah. have the, da- I'm doing, the domain. I'm right now. Yeah, he's a he's on goclone.com. So, um, well, you know, we're we're at the middle of May, which is graduation season, and. Uh, I actually have a senior. My oldest, Robert David, is about to, uh, to uh, marticulate, matriculate, mar- marsupial. What is it? Graduate. Yeah, graduate. So, um, as is my son from college. That's right. That's right. So we went and got David's his his sashes to you know, or whatever those things. He's the cords. tassel, the cords. He's got like he's got enough cords that he could he could like like do a boat with. You know, he's got a Mississippi scholars and ap scholars and honors and all that stuff i mean and we didn't have cords as many cords as as they do now i don't think i had a cord at all i mean i had the little tassel on the hat i think the valedictorian salutatorian had sashes Mm -hmm. but i don't remember cords i don't i mean maybe had one cord for national honor society or something like that but okay rub it in jay rub it in oh and did i mention i was president of the national honor society why does you did not mention that? <laughs> no, but, I've got my yearbook here. I can document things today. Yes, he did bring his yearbook from 1985. So, but we wanted to talk about memories of our senior year, and we're going to kind of make that a little loose there. Um, you know, so we're looking at you know different eras in in the 80s. So uh, I graduated <laughs> in 88, J 85, Art 82, 80, 80. Man, I keep Ooh. wanting to put you. You know, a little bit later in the Reagan Revolution there. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So well, Art- Carter was still president when I graduated high school. So, oh, I guess he would have. Yeah. And yeah. that, that and Re- yeah, Reagan was elected uh, in November of 80, but I was already at Ole Miss at that point. Yeah, he had so, yeah. started his, I was looking, he started his second term in my senior year. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. January of 85. Yep. And mm-hmm. then uh, I got to meet george w bush in my senior year so the, wow. yeah yeah that was kind of cool You're very presidential yeah that's it so well art 80 what do you remember of your senior year that you can share with the public <laughs> well i just remember uh you know uh for me i had moved there it was my second year in west point uh i grew up in leland so uh i was there from first through 10th grade so moved to west point uh in my junior year uh, spent both my junior and my senior year there, so um, it was great. Though I had a lot of a lot of really good friends. We did a lot of stuff together. I was in. We did the play. We had the senior play, which was the Wizard of Oz, and I was the wizard and also a jitterbug, which is 
a character that's kind of, I guess, closest to the flying monkeys from the from the film. Uh, but uh, so that was a lot of fun to do that. Um, we also did like a a gong show talent show, and I was kind of the Chuck Barris character for that. So that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't do band. I think we've talked about band geek kind of stuff. And and again, what I did for football season was to do the big banner things that the players ran through. So that was, you know, the, I think we mentioned a splinter probably, probably was my football injury <laughs> from that, from that or whatever, but it was good. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, a good time. I was looking back just, you know, kind of looking at the year to see what all had happened uh, through the year. And there are a lot of things that, that I had forgotten that, that actually occurred that year. Empire Strikes Back came out that year. I do remember that. That was May right. Right, right after you year. graduated. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, considered by many, I think, to be the best Star Wars movie. Uh, it's it's not my favorite is still going to be a new hope. But I mean, it's certainly right up there with it. Um, uh, and then Pac-Man came out. I didn't realize this. You know, oh, wow. That. Yeah. Pac-Man. Rubik's Cube came out in 1980. Uh, CNN started 1980. Wow. You you had the banner year. Yeah. Uh, Reagan was elected. Uh, Miracle on Ice happened in 1980. Oh and this yeah, something just... else I looked back. I had forgotten. I mean, I'm you know I, I remember it when I saw it, but uh, Carter decided to boycott boycott the Summer Olympics. That's right. And that's back when the Summer and the Winter Olympics were all in the same year before they started staggering them every two years. So uh, that was interesting to see that. And the winter, um, where, where were the Winter Olympics that year? Was uh, it, I don't remember that. Was it Lake Placid? I think that's right. Yeah, I think that is right. Lake Placid is right. Yeah. Because that's where the Miracle on Ice takes place. Yeah. 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 So that would have been January Um, or February of 1980, Um, which which most folks don't – they forget that the U.S. beat the Russians to play, I think – Canada. Yeah. Was it Canada or Finland in in the gold medal game? Oh, Finland. Yeah. Russian's the big game. Yeah, it is. uh, It is – that's right. Yeah. So the Russia wasn't the gold medal game. No, no, that was no. that was to play in the gold medal round. So Russia. To me, it's very akin to uh, the women's team beating uh, UConn. Yeah, Mississippi and, State. Because yeah. in, in terms of everything, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, because that was the big game, and the, in the same way, the Miracle on Ice, the big game was in beating the Russians. You yeah. Know? No one, no one remembers, and I feel a little bad for South Carolina. Not much bad, but a little bad for South Carolina because from from that that year when Mississippi State beat UConn in the Final Four for the you know arguably the greatest upset in women's college basketball history or women's uh-huh. basketball history, most folks think that was the national championship because it garnered so much attention. Yeah, and then yeah. the national championship was two nights later where State actually lost to South Carolina. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway. Uh, Another thing, too, for me, you know, and this was, again, I was in college by this point, but uh, John Lennon was uh, murdered that year. So that's a, a memory for Mount, uh, for uh, 1980 for me on that as well. The Iranian hostage crisis, it was started in 79, which was, you know, so it would have been the fall of my senior school year. Uh, and it was still going on, of course, pretty in, much in through 80. Year. And, until, uh, huh? Sorry, what? I was like, that went on pretty much the yeah. whole year until... Until Reagan was Reagan, inaugurated. Until yeah, Reagan was elected, day. and then all of a sudden they said, yeah, we'll, we'll get those guys back to you. Yeah. Um, and didn't they – St. Helens erupted uh, in, uh, in 1980 as well. Oh, so, wow. And that's just, a, that's just a few of the things I saw. 
It's got it off the top of my head. Well, Not off the top of my head. Off the top of the Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't go that deep, man. I guess I'm, yeah. you know. I was just on Wikipedia myself for 85. Yeah. Sure, not well, I'm, I'm going to do a little research while Jay goes about 1985, which 1985 is just, to me, a great year because there was some great music. Um, I was doing a lot of Christian rock at that point. I, I, I've... I think that's the greatest year in Christian rock music history. But 85, I was a sophomore. I was a, a, a doe-eyed sophomore at Marine High School. At that point, Marine High School was a 10th, 11th, and 12th. So you didn't have those. Start with high too. Didn't have those pesky freshmen there. <laughs> and uh, so that was that was my indoctrination into what high school really was. So 85 was a, was a, was a fun, fun year for me. But uh What's uh? What's your eighty five memory? My eighty four through eighty five would, would have been my senior year. Um, I remember we I, and I even looked back to make sure of this. We won the the football state championships for our division that year in, in the end of eighty four. So that was huge to be a senior and to win. In the next year, Meridian High yeah. School beat you. I was there. That's right, Meridian. I probably was there too. And then that was also my. I, I actually marched on JC Field the fall of '85 because Meridian came and played Startville here. Okay. Yeah. So, but you would have graduated. I would have graduated, but I've marched many, many, many steps on JC Field. Yeah. I only marched one year, so. But yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, in t- tied to that, as Art mentioned, we we've already kind of covered the band geek thing, but I was uh, made lines band that year for the fourth year, so that was really kind of cool to do that i forgot where we went that year but i'd traveled to south africa dallas atlanta washington philly new i mean we did that was just a huge part of my life in those days um and i looked at um you know the the year 85 and some of the things like back to the future came out it was the biggest grossing film of the year that year and i didn't realize this but apparently calvin and hobbs began in 1985 Hmm. which is still my probably my all-time favorite comic and i still go back and look at things i don't did y'all see the meme of like calvin and hobbs grown up and it was a picture of the the tiger king yeah <laughs> one of his tigers. Oh, that was pretty funny but you know thinking about this this is a time this happened around 84 85 and i was thinking about the dances that we had in our high school like the students pretty much did everything we didn't have any school sponsored dances so we might have had to have a parent sign the lease for the building or whatever, but but the students did everything um, from hiring the photographer, and of course we did that. Uh, shout out to Bill Davis, and then you know made these elaborate backdrops for pictures. So I've got you know photo albums full of those kind of pictures. But what I remember about the dances were uh, "We Are the World," which came out around that time. You know the big, I think they were raising we money for something. The world. Sorry. Yeah, sort of. Uh, Just to know that was Robbie singing and not playing the tune from the web. Uh, <laughs> and then, do they know it's Christmas? Was another like major uh, collaboration of singing stars. Did, did Bob Geldof put together? Do they know it's Christmas as well? Because he yeah, was he actually did. Know. Do we know it's Christmas first? That was a bunch of was that the first uh, one? UK audi- uh, uh, artists that did that, and that was uh, for the feed uh, the Africa. Uh, group, and then in response to that, he came in and helped Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, and Quincy Jones put together the "We Are the World" thing, which okay. took place a few couple of months later. Which I remember, like we would all in the on the gym floor. Right? Maybe we did have one or two school sponsored <clears throat> dances. I remember all the whole group 
standing in a big circle and holding hands and singing we are the world in the middle of the dance wow yeah and i was actually working at uh, wcbi radio station when that came out and there was a, a a thing that we all the radio stations played it at the same time so i got to play it you know be part of that where they they played the thing at the same time that was i remember that i remember that and then mm-hmm. that of course spawned live aid Okay. Which was, yes, right. which was U2's coming out party. Live Aid, dom- I mean, U2 dominated Live Aid, and that's kind of what catapulted them to stardom. Um, mm-hmm. And then they did Joshua Tree um, in 87, I believe, is when Joshua Tree could came be, out. Because be. that was the big album, 87 to 88. Joshua Tree was the gigantic album of, but mm-hmm. we'll wait till the baby gets to go. Okay. Well, the other thing that I noticed in my, in my Wikipedia research Perhaps the most um, significant event in 1985 was New Coke <laughs> was oh, introduced. Yeah. And I actually liked New Coke. I didn't think it was bad, but boy, that got my mother in a tizzy. Whoo, she's a classic Coke fan for sure, and it was not a. So we need to yeah, rename this. I was the same sh- way as your mom on that. I mean, I actually wrote a newsletter kind of thing that I sent out to my friends about how disgusted I was. I thought you were going to say a scathing letter to the Coca-Cola company. Oh, no. And and my sister, I think we've talked about this before, my sister had to work in a grocery store as a promotional person for it, you know, giving samples, and people just chewed her out about it. She goes, I really didn't have anything to do with the formulation of the product. You know, the the, uh, theory was that Coca-Cola wanted to move away from cane syrup cane sugar to uh, corn syrup corn syrup right and they they made new coke as kind of a bridge product so that it would disrupt the market and then when they reintroduced coke classic uh, then it would be with with corn syrup corn syrup and there wouldn't be enough of the the old coke around for you to be able to taste Mm -hmm. test you just know you hated new coke so much conspiracy yeah yeah that was it but it did taste different i had a friend in fact my friend george abide who we mentioned before on the show he kept a case and we we you know sampled both against each other and the new stuff was a little bit sweeter kind of you know could could it be because the case did not Old Coke was like was like three years old. Uh, yeah, I mean it was like <laughs> so it was probably you know rotten or whatever. I thought there was I thought more it, was, I thought it came co- out. I thought the classic came out like several months after New Coke. I, it was not. It was not years. I don't think it was three years. It wasn't that. I long, think it was like three months. No, I don't think it was six qu- months. I don't think it was quite that quick. I think it was somewhere in between three months and three years. I think we looked at this again. Let's. I'm going to look it up again while while you finish up, Jay. Oh, that's that's pretty much it. I. I'm sure there were other great things in that year, but um, that was I, and I did find in my I was looking through my yearbook this one I thought it was kind of ironic. There was a picture of one of my classmates, I believe it was Philip McReynolds, and he's standing beside a, a a notice on the door of the high school, and he's wearing a mask, just like all of us are wearing masks right now. And uh, he's wearing a mask because apparently there was asbestos in the in the roof tile of ceiling tiles or something. And there was a sign saying, you know, do not disturb the tiles for because of the asbestos. I'm like, wow, that's throwback to, you know, we didn't wear masks at school, but 
That is something. So it was 79 days after New Coke's introduction. Yeah. yeah. Within three yeah. months, Sooner. we branded Coca-Cola. It, it, so ABC so, yeah. News' Peter Jennings interrupted General Hospital with a special bulletin mm-hmm. to share the news with viewers. <laughs> it was significant. Yeah. Wow. 79 yeah. I think I think we actually may have talked about this on the show, on the podcast before. But, uh, yeah, because we all thought it was longer than it was, but it, was, it's, it wasn't even three months. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. In 1992, they renamed... New Coke, Coke Two, not to be confused with Arc Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I've watched a couple of episodes. Then <laughs> it just kind of faded away. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. just I right, wait a minute. What happened? And, to New do Coke? you remember C Two, which came out about ten, twelve years ago? It had half the sugar and half the caffeine of regular Coke. I don't. No, I don't remember that. Uh, I really liked C Two. It was. It was. They used. Um, they used cane syrup uh, sugar in it. But it had half, it wasn't nearly as sweet, you know, and it didn't have as much caffeine. Obviously, that's what half means. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of a, a pseudo health conscious product. And uh, it just faded away. And what was it called? C2. C2. Yeah. I don't think that made it to Starkville. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I got some across the street okay. multiple times. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, because this was like, this was like 98. 99 2000 oh when that came out yeah oh well i wasn't i was not even in the country then. country <laughs> yeah so there you have it cool yeah so that's 1985 that's 1985 so i graduated in 88 may of 88 from meridian high school which had beaten jay's alma mater a couple of years before for the state championship and um so the the things that were memorable about my senior year um you know, U2 was the band. Um, Def Leppard came back with Pyromania. No, uh, with Hysteria and with the, the tune Pour Some Sugar on Me. Oh, which, I love that song. Which was just like, you know, you had Pour Some Sugar on Me and uh, did Sweet Child of Mine come out? In, yeah, I think Sweet Child of No, maybe Sweet Child of Mine. Guns and Roses was, was 89. So, oh, 89. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Guns N' Roses was either late 88 or early 89. But okay. anyway, um, so music was a big part of my senior year. And this new fangled, real expensive thing called a compact disc player was out. Mm-hmm. And so I saved up my money from my senior year to uh, buy a CD player, a technique CD player. I think the thing was like 300 bucks. So. And my first CD was the Joshua Tree by U2. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because I put the disc in, I couldn't really tell a difference. Like it doesn't sound any different than my tape that I put the tape in. And it's like, it's uh, like, Oh, it is different. I can, there's no hits. And, uh, so that was the beginning of the digital lifestyle that I've embraced since then. Um, for my senior year in high school, I remember uh, pizza hut breadsticks were huge bread. They had introduced breadsticks, um, sometime during my senior year in high school. And uh, Pizza Hut had this thing called Priazza, which was like a Chicago-style pizza, like this really thick, really deep dish, almost two-layered crust pizza. Um, trying to think of some other things that, that popped out. Pizza Hut was kind of the go-to place for, yeah, for us as seniors. So, But uh, anyway, Die Hard came out in 1988, the greatest Christmas movie ever. Um, but not probably not as many historical, uh, especially you, Art, with the Iranian hostage crisis and Reagan being elected, and there were a lot of things that happened in eighty. So, but well, that's because CNN came out, so it had to manufacture all this news. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the original fake news, right? So Ted, Ted Turner came out and said, "We got to make something happen." So, so what's the thing you guys miss most about high school? Oh gosh, mm. for me it was right. it was marching band. I'll say that I there wasn't much else I, I I remember that well much else I remember. But the thing that I miss most was was marching band. And it's funny I don't keep in contact with many of my high school friends. I keep more in contact with college friends than I do high school friends. Um, of course, uh-huh. with, you know, Facebook, you, you're in contact with anybody you want to be in contact with. But for me, the social experience was more college than high school. Yeah, but I guess to me, too, to some degree. But coming back in art, you probably have similar stories coming back and living in my hometown where I went to high school. You know, I see people more often. Um, yeah. Of course, it's, it's kind of ironic, too, that the, the, we're all here or a bunch of us are still here and and we hardly see each other. You know, there's a few a few folks that I see on a regular basis, but um, but not everybody. But it's kind of um, it's been kind of cool to you know have my kids go to the same school and all. I think we've talked about that. But I, I miss the band too. The band was was my pretty much my life, and you know I do still keep in touch with some folks from that. And I had carryover friends from from Lions Band and stuff like that that I was in college with, and so that just kind of made it stronger, I guess, the bonds. The bonds, the bonds that strengthen us. What about you, Art? What do you, uh, what do you miss about your? Uh, your- you know, the, even though, like, I think Jay makes a good point. Even though I, there are so many people that I went to high school with that, that still live around here, uh, you know, the people are probably what I miss most. And I am glad that I get a chance to interact with those folks on Facebook and uh, and in in real life. Um, you know, like I said, having having grown up in Leland and then moving here for the two years, I was lucky that I have such a really good, strong group of friends, you know, here that those friendships that developed over those two years. And also, you know, uh, I still am now keeping in touch with a lot of those folks from Leland, uh, you know, went to a class reunion uh, last year. It's actually we celebrated on the on the 40th uh, anniversary of our of our senior homecoming. So we did it last year. And it, which I'm glad we did because I don't know that we'll be able to do anything this year or whatever, but it would have been 40 years. See, ours but, yeah, is the, 35. The people, you know, we've been planning our yeah, 35th, and it, now we're having to ask the question is, are we going to do it? Because yeah, we're going to do it right. early fall. I, I didn't mention this earlier, but one of the things that I really, really enjoyed about both my junior and senior year was I worked at uh, WRLB at the radio station. I had the three to seven shift. And, uh, and there aren't many things I'd go back to high school for other than the people, but I, I really enjoyed, uh, my time at the radio station. That was just a lot of fun. Uh, I, I could see, you know, and, and part of this podcast, you know, uh, scratches that itch, but I, I really enjoyed working in radio. So, um, were you the cool kid on the radio at that point? Well, was, uh, I was on the radio. I don't know if I was a, a cool kid or not. Uh, you know, we had a we had a very uh, we had it was a great station. Didn't have a whole lot of reach, uh, but uh, you know, you you certainly felt cool being part of that. I don't know where anybody else would have thought that was that was the case or not. Oh, I wanted but, to be uh, a DJ. I, I, DJ was something I aspired was, to and never was, never have until now. It was a lot yeah, of fun. That's right. I miss local radio. I miss I miss running a. Uh, doing a board shift an air yeah. shift at you know at at late at night and the and people calling you up requesting tunes mm-hmm. or stuff like that 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 was that was a lot of fun yeah it was it was just a, it was a neat time and like i said it's it's gone away now i don't know that uh there's opportunities to do that 
both of my sons, I would have loved for them to be able to do something like that when they were coming along. And they just, there's not that opportunity, sadly, just uh, the way radio is, you know, throughout the United States now. Everything's voice was, that, that was probably, that's probably what I would, I would say, other than the, the, the friends that I have, uh, the, I miss the most about that time. Well, cool. That's our walk down memory lane. We appreciate you guys joining us this week. Hopefully you won't miss us too much when we're gone. Thanks for downloading and listening. Thanks to all the folks at Podbean and all your support and stay safe until next time.